Hey, ladies. Corey, Landa. Hi, my love. Ooh, nobody's ever called me Landa before. That's oh, cute. What did I, how did I say it? You oh. said Landa. Oh. That's kind of cute. All right. That could be a good nickname. New nickname. Yolanda, you have a lot of nicknames, I feel like. <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> Landa. Landa. <laughs> so what's good, ladies? We have Tiffany Haddish and Amber Stevens-West as our guest today. And if you guys are not into the Carmichael Show, get into it. The new season just started. What is it, Corey? Tell people, tell the people so who aren't Gerard, TV junkies like us. Gerard Carmichael is this, you know, up and coming, but clearly already made a comedian. Mm-hmm. He has a show. Uh, David Allen Greer plays his dad. Loretta Devine plays his mom. It's set in North Carolina, which I love because it's not like L.A. or faux L.A. or whatever. <laughs> and um, but it's also cool because and forgive me, but the dude that was in the Get Out. The, Ooh, Lil Rel. Lil Rel. His, uh, <laughs> oh, he's funny. The TSA agent. <laughs> He's on it. T.S. Like, motherfucking man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. He plays Gerard's brother, it. and he always, and Tiffany Haddish is his ex-wife, who's clearly still very much in his life. But they really just tackle real shit, but so funny, but so smart. So I think we're up to episode three this uh, so far, and but the first one was about date rape. And I was like, how can you do a sitcom about date rape and make but, it but they made good, it and they did. really good all it's i know really is funny. tiffany haddish is hilarious she oh is she hilarious. is so have you guys seen her on um hip-hop hollywood square yes mm-hmm. yes She's she hilarious. has me in tears first of all like they invented a show where you can just drink and answer questions like it was yeah. brilliant yeah. shout wow. out to ice cube and we know <laughs> tiffany's gonna so be and steal the show and girls trip yes that's coming out so i think after girls trips come out this it's going to be a wrap. So She's going to have her own sitcom. She's hilarious. She's hilarious. I mean, she truly is. Like, yeah. I'm happy I discovered her. And in the love department, mm-hmm. we have one of my... So t- today I brought in one of my couple crushes. This is actually an older interview that I did with them, but I want to share it because... Um, well, it's, well, we'll wait till we share the tea. But Greg and Helena is the couple. Okay, Greg is a former Essence Like Eye Candy single man of the month. He's woke. He's cute. He's active in his community. And so is his girlfriend, Helena. And... I sat down with them to really talk to them about being intentional Mm -hmm. with who we choose to be in relationships with based on values. You know, this idea of like Mm -hmm. when we say woke, it's not all, you know, doesn't have to be to one extreme or the other. But like this idea of like, you know, you want to be in love and, you know, and ride or die with someone that is riding for the same things that you are. Mm -hmm. And they were both very intentional in choosing each other. And I think there's the story of, you know, their love and their commitment to each other. It's it's sweet. So, I'm you know, I'm sharing the love. All right. cool, Cool. Okay. So we have hot topics. Yes. Mm. Just discussion, just the tea. We should just save the tea segment. Wait, I would like to pause and give a, a heartfelt shout out to the family of Ice Pick J, um, Ignatius Jackson. I knew Ice Pick, well, I just called him J because I was always like, why did they call you Ice Pick? That scares me. But unfortunately, <laughs> he. Uh, I learned yesterday through social media, praise God for social media, that he passed away. And he was mm. my neighbor for years when I lived in Harlem at Lenox. Shout out Lenox Terrace. He was my neighbor. And last night I was at the Gordon Parks Foundation's auction and dinner and Swiss Beats was the host. And he like broke down in the middle of like introducing everyone and welcoming people to the scene to be like fuck cancer i lost a really good friend of mine today and he went on so um rest in peace him and god bless his family Mm -hmm. and yeah it was really sad but he was a good dude he was a good dude and you guys used to be neighbors. We were neighbors, and what bonded us was the blackout of 2003. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was, you know, I'm from Maryland, so I didn't know. I was like, what is going on? Why is there a blackout? And um, Linux Terrace had the, these windows that was like, you craned them out. They were like old school windows. So I'm standing out there because there's only light 
coming in, and we talked for hours. And I was, I used to be a little scared of him because he used to drive this huge like Escalade, his mm. Burgundy Escalade. I was like, I live next to a drug dealer. Mm, and then, so and then one day I saw him like get out with Jada Kiss. I was like, Oh, who? Who are you? And then he like showed me his life. Like he was down with Rough Riders. He was a producer, very respected in the business. And I was like, oh, I had you judged. Oh, I didn't tell him this though, but I right. was like, I judged him all wrong. <laughs> and he was a father. Um, I used to see his daughter who come and visit. Uh, he was a good dude. He was a really, and then I would bump into him over the years, like in LA. Uh, he was really, really good dude. So it was really sad to hear I love that passing. story of how you yeah. met though. That sounds like the beginning yeah. of a really good like love story like we were in the blackout i mean i know you guys oh know, you know that but happen, you yeah. know but it was just sounds like a good story yeah, about how you been. meet anyone well, well i'll take that and write a story about that would be, it. that's a good opening yes okay so a lot of mess happening mm-hmm. this week and last we need to recap mm-hmm. and catch up um bill maher okay <laughs> okay <laughs> we just had to pause i wasn't shocked i'll be honest no, I, wasn't I wasn't shocked i wasn't shocked i was offended Okay. I wasn't. However, I, wasn't. I don't feel he should he should be fired. I don't no. think we should be calling for him to be to lose you know his job. Um, and I, I I know a lot of people don't agree with me. Um, what do you guys think? He, um, just for the recap, he said house in on his live show. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and black people across the world were not happy for it, not here for it, and not ready to forget. Yeah, and I, he apologized, but no one's here for it. I, for me, I, like Yolanda, I wasn't shocked. Uh, I'm not a, I, I have a number of people who are huge Bill Maher fans. Like they religiously will tune into him on Friday nights. And I've, I've seen the show a couple of times and I've seen, you know, he's, you know, he very sticks up for us. You know what I mean? But I know he can be crass, the superhead dating superhead and all these other chicks. He's, he's questionable women he's dating um, over the years. And so I wasn't shocked. And I don't think he should be fired because usually he's very, I guess, in a way liberal mm-hmm. and, um, for you know, just in liberal thinking, so but I know he's a comedian and he crosses the line a lot. But so I watch um, Bill Maher um, quite often. I DVR it. Um, it's one of the shows I watch every week, and I just think what happened is the problem when is when white folks hang out with black people and feel like it's their mm-hmm. like it's not your joke to tell, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that there's a certain generation for whom house house nigger is, is a phrase that is thrown around a lot. Not not my circle of friends, but yeah. I feel like he may hang out with some comedians for whom that is just something that the punchline, the punchline. It's not your joke to tell. You know, it's like when two people are fighting, you don't get in the, like it's not it's not for yeah. you to get in the middle. Mm-hmm. OK, this could be cute. We could laugh mm-hmm. about it, but you don't get to say it. I don't get to make Jewish jokes. I don't get to make Puerto Rican jokes. You know what I mean? Right. It's not my joke to tell. Um, so I think that's where he was wrong for that. He was definitely wrong for that. Yeah. But do I think Bill Maher is racist? Hmm. I don't hmm. know. I don't know. If I don't know that because he's, I, you know, even as someone who watches his show, because, you know, he'll have a lot of like black folks on that show that, you know, you don't get to see them anywhere else. Right. I don't get to see Killer Mike talking about, right. you know, politics anywhere right. else. I don't get to hear Cornell West talking the way right. he talks on Bill Maher's show or even back in the day when Most Def was on that show. Like this right. he brings a lot of hip hop artists and gets to have conversations that you're not hearing anywhere else. So I appreciate that part of it. But And we need that right now. And we always, you know, he's been doing on, this for a very long air, time. I mean, I mean, particularly yeah, in particularly the climate now, right now. I think um, he said some, I don't agree with him with his thoughts on Islam mm-hmm. and and, you know, so, yeah, I, it's not a clear yes, no, it's, it's, an, 
gray nuance. But can I just say, I was talking to Yolanda about this yesterday, Corey. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting, though, as a people, particularly black people, when we're on Twitter, we are always calling for someone's firing. Yeah. But I wish we rallied the same way about someone's hiring. There are so many incredibly intellectual, talented, amazing black people out there or people, but particularly black people that I'm speaking about with a great platform, things to say. I wish it was trending that this person should have a certain job somewhere. Yeah, like why aren't they having a show? Or or get their own show. Like I wish that we could turn something into a news story in a positive way more often for someone to get a job the way we talk about someone wanting them to lose their job. Not saying that sometimes that's not relevant or necessary because it is. Sometimes people do need to get fired and they did something irreprehensible. But I do think it's interesting that you don't see us rally behind elevating someone for a job the same way we rally behind. I'm not saying we don't do it. All right. Let me be clear, Twitter. (laughs) I'm not saying that we don't do it. But it's interesting to me because so often it's this person needs to be to disappear, Mm -hmm. to be fired, to be cut, to be banned. But what about the, you know, more of the amplification that's never trending the same way? Yeah. I'm curious. Let's change it. Just change it, y'all. I'm curious because Simone Sanders is going to be on her show this week. So. Okay. It's going to be good. And Ice Cube, too, right? Ice Cube and Simone Sanders. Mm. Ooh, I'm watching. Now, I will DVR that. I'm going to see what that is. Corey, who do you watch for your... Yolanda watches Bill Maher. I'm not going to lie. I enjoy Trevor Noah. I've been Who's committed your, to Trevor Noah I lately. Love my, yeah. That's my before bed, like, <sighs> new satire, like, jokes yeah. for the night. You don't like Trevor? No, I love oh, Trevor. Okay. But I can never... <laughs> I can't watch both him and... Jesus and Mira, so I end up watching Jesus and Mira. You have to pick. See, I switch, yeah. so I I record Jesus <laughs> and Miro. So I start with Trevor because uh-huh. that's like my coffee, right? Absolutely. And then Jesus and Mira's my. See, well, I'm dire as hell, so usually I have to Trevor. I'm oh no, like, it's hard. Well, Jesus is at the same time. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I mean, if for me to record well, it, yeah. I'm like lights out. I fall yeah. asleep on my pillow yeah. with my remote in my hand. No. But anyway, just curious. Okay, so next up, the Bill Cosby trial started this week. Yep. Wait, by the way, we just spoke about night shows and they're all men. Oh, Where but shout out Robin Thede. Robin Thede's coming. Okay, she's oh, coming. Okay, she's good, coming. Good, good, and good. also, Wait, where are the women on the And I was reading something. Francesca Ramsey oh, is good. doing a pilot I saw for that. Atlanta Fantastic. show. Oh, Comedy okay. Central, so it's coming. So we, we're, we're going to get our fix. It's yeah. coming. Mm-hmm. All right, ladies. Good. And Samantha B. I don't watch her. Um, but she was on. She was formerly the Daily, Daily Show, and she got her own show. Does Chelsea Handler still have a show? She does. Not but right. I don't know about does watching she? late night on E Netflix. Also, no, it's on Netflix. Netflix. Oh. So that feels a little weird to me to go to, but she is there. But you know space. what I will say? People have been putting me on to different podcasts. You know, shout out to everyone who's doing that. Because when you have a podcast, you know, we, we want to support everyone. And mm-hmm. we also so tell us about your podcast, tweet us, like share it with us. But anyway, I was someone was telling me um, about listening to podcasts, and I feel like that's a good replacement for yeah. evening. Like if you don't have what you want on TV, podcast mm-hmm. at night. Totally. Tune in. Okay. Bill Cosby, trial. Started this Keisha Nightpolium. She came out and she supported. Came with him, held his hand, posed with him, took photos, and the internet is truly divided um, about how they on how they feel about that. Yeah, a lot of people um, admire her loyalty and think that you know she should someone should be there for him, and they think it was positive that she was there for her TV father, mm-hmm. um, Cosby Show. You know, Rudy, um, and other people are like, this is a man who is being accused of. Sexually assaulting countless women, countless, and your f- femininity yeah. <laughs> should not allow you. You know, your womanhood should not allow you to stand by him in this moment. What do we think, ladies? 
I'm a little split and just in that the man that she's probably supporting is the man that she saw every day or however many days she went to work. Right. And, you know, so, and you know, seemingly, I guess he never made a pass at her, you know, mm. or whatever. And maybe this is this good standing guy that she's like, well, this is the Bill Cosby I know. And that's who she's supporting. And, and, and you know, and like she said, I was reading that she wants to, you know, she went to the pr- trial to find out the truth. This is mm-hmm. where the truth is supposed to happen. But I'm also split. I'm like, that's a lot of women that came forward. And they all have the same story. Like, so a part of me, it's almost like that. Uh, did you guys watch The Night Of? Yes. And remember how really uh, Nas's mother, she started doubting him? Toward the end because all the evidence all was All the evidence up was piling him. up against him. And, you know, that's how I kind of feel. Like, I don't know. I mean, I definitely wouldn't go out. and Me personally, I As don't. As a woman, would support, you no. support? Yolanda? Oof. I don't know. I'm trying to put myself in in Keisha's shoes because Mm -hmm. I just can't imagine what it's like to have someone that you love and admire admire be accused of something. So as Yolanda, I'm like, girl, I wouldn't I would not go. (laughs) I would Mm -hmm. not be there. But I wonder what she's going through as well. I've never had anyone that I truly loved and admired be accused of something some heinous crime right i don't know what i would do in and that this situation is our TV father but i mean not to go grandpa grand, but what about if it's like your real father or your brother yeah. or somebody who you truly believe that you know but i think he became more than a tv father i think mm. over the years he Cosby, became like a father Cosby's like her you know sort yeah. of yeah, she I don't has know. a father by the way um who's right. very present but i think he became her extended family she's known him since she was four yeah you know, so, so it's um the jury's still out on this one, Keisha. I mean, like the internet seems to be mostly with her. What's well, kind of what Yolanda's saying? This is another gray, nuanced mm-hmm. yeah area. I, don't I think know, Felicia Rashad is supposed to is scheduled to come to and, join him as well. Yeah, so we'll see. Wow. We'll see how this plans out. So what else we got? Kevin Hart cover subject of the month. June cover. June cover. Mr. Hart. Hey, has a book out this week. His memoir. Yeah. Um, oh wait, I'm gonna get the title wrong. Can't make what is it? I can't make this up. Yeah, life lessons, mm-hmm. which is a great title, by yes. the way. Um, yeah, Corey, um, Kevin's on our cover, right? You know, I learned that you know some folks was mix has mixed going back to mixed feelings about having There's a lot of mixed hug. feelings this <laughs> week. Y'all are in y'all feelings. Good <laughs> lord, y'all need someone to come. Come on, we need some hotness. Um, but yeah, people were it makes you know. I guess they kind of feel like Kevin is a little overexposed, perhaps, and Maybe you know why this moment. But you know, we love Kevin, and mm-hmm. I think when you really look at um, you know last year we had. Chris Rock on our cover. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dave Chappelle, you know, he's out and about. You know, he's very private. So, Kevin Hart is next. Like, right. he is next. Like, he is that dude. He is selling out stadiums. He has... Movies uh, after movies, movies after movies. Best, you know, top yeah. movies. You know, now he has this memoir. He's everything. And also, Kevin is hella positive. Mm-hmm. Like, low-key, like, yes, he makes jokes and... Yes, the vernacular, you know, that whole saying of like the way my checking account set up. I mean, that is like That's iconic. A, that yeah. is iconic right now. <laughs> but he I really love him as a dad. I love yeah. his truth right now. I haven't read the book, but the fact that, you know, when he talks about. Yeah, um, he tells his truth. He talks about his ex, his relationship with his ex. Yeah. Tori. And how he was. They were young. He he was young. I won't say that he felt she was young, but 
they he was a young man who did not know how to be married. Right. Yeah. And he admits that. Yeah. And he admits that they had moments that became violent mm-hmm. arguments. And But what I love about both of them right now is they've said, you know what? Here's our dirty laundry. We're airing it all out. And then we're also coming together as a blended family yes. and showing you that we have grown and we're moving past mm-hmm. this despite what you troll us about, what you say and what you think and what words you put in our mouth. Yeah. And that's a huge moment for them because remember she was on Hollywood Exit. Yeah. And it didn't seem like they had really resolved Oh, oh, Tori was? Yeah, Tori, Tori was, yeah. was on the first mm-hmm. season of um, Hollywood yeah. X's on, I think it was VH1. Mm-hmm. But she definitely still seemed, they at least they edited it to seem this way, because we all know reality ain't reality. Yeah. Um, that they were going through something. So shout out to Kevin and Tori for just, you know, being honest, being open, and letting us know that they're learning as they go, yeah. like the rest of us. Well, reality is kind of a reality <laughs> these days yes. with the woman uh, reality winner. Do you know, guys know about Reality Winner? No. She's the woman what? who leaked all the um, all those files to the, the NSA oh, files. Oh, yes. And about was, the Trump yes. investigation. Yes, her name is Reality. Her name is Reality Winner. <laughs> I'm looking at you like, wait, I know. is this a joke? Of looking at me like, what? No, listen, her birth name is Reality. And her, her last, last name, name is, is Winner. Winner. She must have been born like 2000. How she's 25. Yeah, so she's you're right. She was born in 2000. <laughs> like, I want to know what American Idol finale. Wait, how long was oh what was on? God. No, but seriously, she did something very brave. Oh man! Speaking of brave, let's get right to Tiffany Haddish and Amber from the Carmichael Show. I'm ready. Yolanda, girl, Corey, girl. We still up here in LA. Hey, and we got two special guests in the house. One of them is a native. Yeah, which two. is so rare. Wait, wait, two of them. You're also from. Okay, let's start yeah. again. Okay, I thought you were from somewhere else. Oh, no, no, sister, I'm from right here. So ra- it's so She's rare to meet people from LA. <laughs> <laughs> it's like New literally York. Wilshire Boulevard is where I grew up. <laughs> <gasps> so like right outside this building. Yes, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Basically, yeah. yeah. But I did read that you. Oh well, let's start. Okay. Amber Stevens West is in the house. Hello. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish is in the house. Hello. Hey. Two co-stars from the critically acclaimed The Carmichael Show. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. Thank, Welcome. You. Thank well, you. Thanks for having us. Mm-hmm. So we've been kicking out our podcast because, you know, it's called Yes Girl. Yes, yes Girl. girl. <laughs> and, and we know Yes Girl has different meanings. It could be affirmative or it could be like, bitch, get out my way. Girl, get out my way. How do, how do you interpret Yes Girl? Oh, Yes Girl is all positive for me. Yes Girl, very like empowering, let's do this together. Let's, let's you know, uh, take over the world. Okay. Yes Girl. Yes Girl means <laughs> like your hair is on point, makeup on point, shoes on point, clothes on point, man on point. Yes Girl, winning. <laughs> Yes. yes, that's how I take it. That's how I take Love it. Love it. Doesn't it make you happy? Yeah, yes, yes, it does. yes, girl. Yeah. <laughs> now, you if can't the help female smile. get on my nerves, it could be yes, girl. I'm about to beat your yes. ass. Yes, like, yes, it could be that. And too. I believe it's spelled G U R L at that point. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, girl. Yes, girl. You know, girl is such a good term. You can say yes. so many things just by saying girl, yeah. like girl, girl, girl. Girl. girl, like it's girl, <laughs> girl, girl, girl. It's a, it's a that one word could be a whole no. like. It reminds me of that scene from uh, Bernie Mac. 
Kings of Comedy when he said fuck is like a verb, a noun, a pronoun. <laughs> and he an said adjective. it in like 30 yeah. feet, adjective. It was great. I love it. That's why I think about girl now. So love it. So yeah. you guys are both L.A. natives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is so rare to meet in L.A., especially people who work in the industry. I know. So tell us how you got to where you are right now. I know you guys on this critically acclaimed show, Tiffany, you're about to be in this movie that every I feel, I saw it already, so... I feel like I know What's you. What's the movie? What's the movie? It's called Girls Trip, and it's all about the Essence Festival. But we'll get there later. <laughs> I but I do want to know, like, how do you guys? How did you get here? Uh, I, well, a car came and picked me up and brought me here today. <laughs> That's how I got here. <laughs> After a long night. Yes, yeah. girl. I'm surprised I woke up. I think I woke up because it was cold. You know how you fall asleep on the couch after you've been drinking or whatever, and then you're like, oh, it's so cold. And then you're like, oh, I got things to do today. Good thing I'm not late. I love it. <laughs> love it. But yeah, uh, how do I how I got like in this business? Yeah. Oh, so um, I was uh, getting in trouble in school a lot. My social worker basically gave me two choices because I was in foster care. So she gave me two choices: I can go to psychiatric therapy or the Laugh Factory comedy camp. And I was like, which one got drugs? She said, you gonna be on drugs if you go to therapy. <laughs> I said, okay, I'll go to the comedy camp. And my whole <laughs> life and existence changed at that point. I had already been in drama classes because I was getting bussed out to the school in the valley, and the black guy that I really liked that was going to that school he was in drama and I thought if I get in drama then we could kiss and he'd be my man but it don't work like that and, um, <laughs> no, so I had already had a little drama behind me but I didn't really have any confidence or anything so being in that comedy camp there was men that came through that were comics and these are men that I looked up to like um, <clears throat> Richard Pryor uh, Quincy Jones showed up who's not even a comedian but he taught us how comedy and music are like one and the same with the timing and, and rhythm of it and um, um, who else? Dane Cook, uh, uh, Dame, David Allen Greer showed up. Oh, wow. All the Wayans came through. And it was just like amazing to ha- be with these guys. And they're like teaching me how to tell a joke, teaching me stage presence, t- giving me confidence. It was the first time a man ever told me I was beautiful and I didn't feel like I was going to get hurt or beat or something bad was going to happen to me. And they were, you know, it's just like they told me how to construct a sentence to make a joke, just things that... Um, I should have probably learned in school, but it just didn't interest me. Mm. And so um, that changed my whole existence. And when Richard Pryor came in, he said, look, I, I was on stage, right, telling my little joke, and nobody was really laughing. And um, Richard Pryor stopped me in the middle of me telling my joke. He goes, stop, stop, what are you doing? I said, I'm telling the joke. He goes, no, you're not. I said, yes, I am. He goes, no, you're not. I said, yes, I am. He goes, no, you're not. I said, well, what am I doing then? He said, you're getting on my goddamn nerves. That's what you're doing. I said, what do you mean? He said, look, people don't come to comedy shows because they want to hear about your problems or politics or religion or what's going on in the world. They come to comedy shows to have fun. So when you're on stage, you need to be having fun. And I have taken that philosophy with me in everything that I do in life. So no matter where I'm at, no matter what's going on, no matter how mad I am or sad I am, I try to have fun in that situation. I think that's the most important thing. And doing all of that has led me to here. Wow. Sitting in this room with y'all. Wow, right. I'm here because I have the story fun. of how Tiffany got on the Carmichael Show in general <laughs> oh, yeah, is yeah. one of my favorite experiences <laughs> that I got to witness firsthand. Because we all, you know, f- short version of my life's not as an empowering as <laughs> Tiffany's. But I grew up here in LA. My family is in the business. My um, my dad was in radio. 
Shadow Stevens. My dad, yeah. Shadow Stevens. Shout out to Shady. my dad, to Shaddy Daddy. <laughs> Shaddy Daddy. And I so um, I grew up in the industry and kind of uh, dabbled in it a little bit after I graduated high school. I didn't do theater or anything growing up as a teenager. Um, you know, it was kind of this weird rebellious, like, I don't want to do what my family does. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know what that was about. But I eventually kind of started dabbling and doing commercials, and I was modeling and then um, turned into acting. But anyway, I got on the Carmichael show just by auditioning and met Gerard like a year or two before we, it even happened. But um, the uh, the part of Nikisha was cast by a different actress, was uh, a different actress. And so we're um, in rehearsals for the pilot and that actress couldn't make it. So Tiffany was called up because she's friends with Gerard. And they were like, hey, can you just spend the week with us and help us rehearse until this new actress comes and then you can tell her what she's been missing. And the minute Tiffany entered the room, we were all like, oh, she can't stay. We don't. We don't get to keep her. Okay. Well, I hope this other girl's good. Uh, we didn't really know what to think. Cause we were all really sad that eventually Tiffany was gonna have to go. And then, uh, uh, long story short, she ended up getting the part. <laughs> it didn't work out for the other person. And thank God because no one else could play Nikisha. Oh, uh, thank you. Emma. And I love yeah. sometimes on the show. Sometimes your character just literally walks through the door, says a punchline, and then like the whole room changes. And they're like, "What the hell?" And then you just go out the back door. You wash your clothes or whatever it is. You know, I love, yeah. I love and your only character. Tiffany could do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I do in real life, anyway. So. <laughs> just come in your life, say something, and leave. <laughs> wow. And then reunited with David. Yes. On the show. Did yes. he remember you? Like, did you? You know what? He always claimed he don't remember, yeah. but he remember because it'll be like some days he'll be like, oh, and then when that one time. When you was, in, I said, "Hey, you remember?" He's like, oh, "I don't know what you're talking about." I'm like, "Remember that time you was in the club at the comedy club?" Like, because after the comedy camp, I started hosting at the Laugh Factory, and then David would come through, and he'm like, "Oh, look at you, you stuck with it, huh? Okay, you'll give up sooner than later." But I never gave up, and um, you know, he still wear them same overalls <laughs> from 1997. He's still in them overalls. All that money, you couldn't get no new overalls, David. I hope you're listening. So, Amber, yes, how did you meet Gerard? Um, so, through um, casting. So, uh, he had a a pilot presentation that he was doing with NBC um, the the year before we did what is now the incarnation of the Carmichael Show. So, I went in and auditioned for him then, but I was also filming Twenty Two Jump Street at the same time. So, I couldn't be a part of it. But he and I like instantly clicked, and we had this like instant friendship. And so I ended up um, running into him a few months later and um, and talking to him about the project and stuff and letting him know that I was like really excited about it. I wanted to know what, what happened with it because they went and uh, they cast someone else in the role, but they ended up um, not picking that show up and revamping the whole idea of what the Carmichael show was going to be. Mm-hmm. And um, so in that incarnation of it, I was brought in again and, and uh, I guess I was the only person who had tested for the part. They might have auditioned more other people, but I, uh, I got it. She and got she it. Yeah. And I'm so glad she did. <laughs> Me I'm too. I'm so glad she did. Me what? too. <laughs> I can't imagine how much fun it is on set. I honestly, so we're on a hiatus week. We yeah. do like three weeks on, one week off. And I'm like sad the week that we have off because I genuinely love going to work. I drive an hour there and an hour and a half back every day. Mm-hmm. And I don't care because I love it so much. We have so much fun. Everyone loves being there and and the content that we're making is really inspired and smart and Mm thought-provoking and so it it even challenges me and my own ideas of what the world is like and so I I get so much out of it not just the you know a paycheck 
You know, I read um, that Gerard said, I think it was at TCA's, he says, you know, we don't approach, the way we approach Carmichael Show, we don't approach it with any other option than just, but with as much honesty as we can, as far as how you you do, how, how you tell the jokes, the message you're trying to bring. So that's really important. Like, I think that's when comedy is at its best, is mm-hmm. when it's as honest as possible, because mm-hmm. then everyone can relate to it. Mm-hmm. And what's so great about our show is that we have a family dynamic, and so you can give all sorts of different perspectives. Because if it were a group of friends, you know, you're friends with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. But when you're with your family, everyone has a difference of opinion. You know, we've all been around that Thanksgiving table where we're fighting about different things, because everyone has a perspective. And in that setting, you can be as honest as possible, yeah. as you want to be, because family's never going to leave you, their family. Mm-hmm. So you can say anything you've ever wanted to say. And in that, that's how we, that's how you can have an honest conversation is in that, in that setting of in the living room with the family. Now, Tiffany, do you get to write on the show as well? Girl, no. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't getting that check yet. I'm working on it though. I'm trying. <laughs> no, I just uh, talk to the writers a lot though. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems like Gerard knows me like a book. So it's, when I read the script, I'm like, hey, we had this conversation three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So that's really cool. Is there any a time? Sorry, not to cut you off, Yolanda. Is there any a time where going back to the honesty? Is there like has a joke come up or a subject, and you're like, we can't, we can't go there yet. But I mean, you guys have touched on some pretty like Cosby and yeah. We've touched on some real deep stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, the Plan B episode, I was like, hey, how how you know about this about me? We got, I don't know if we can put this in there now. <laughs> There's going to be a couple of dudes upset. They're going to think I killed their baby now. I don't know if we should be putting this in there. Like, <laughs> and so a lot of things change. Yes, uh, yeah. You know, that first script we get is always a surprise. Like, whoa, what's this? <laughs> and then, yeah. And then by the time we get to shoot date, it's it's. You know, some things either turned up or turned down right in the middle. So it works out. Okay. What's mm. a typical, like, week like on when you're shooting a sitcom? Do you go in, you go in the writer's room, and then you go on set? Like, how does, can you walk us through what so exactly happens? So our show films on Thursdays. So mm-hmm. our first day of the week is Friday. So uh, let's start there. Mm-hmm. So on Fridays, we come in. We stroll in mm-hmm. around eleven forty-five. The this, good it's life. The best. This is the best life ever, by the way. Right. So down. we come in like eleven forty-five. We go straight to a table read. So like okay. the the studios there, the networks there, all the writers are there. The cast sits at a long table and reread the show out loud. And then we'll go from there into rehearsal. So we'll rehearse like the first half of the show, mm-hmm. and then um, Mondays and Tuesdays we're there from like. 9 a.m. to about 4 o'clock where we do rehearsals all day and by the end of the day we do a run through of the entire show mm-hmm. for all the writers and for the, um, studio. the studio. We do the same thing on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Then by Wednesday, cameras all come in. Mm-hmm. We rehearse and get it all down for camera. So we have marks that are you know put out. Those are usually longer days. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then and sometimes <laughs> other TV shows will like pre-shoot the night before if they need to get little things. And then Thursday, we come in at, like, 11. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get hair and makeup, and we rehearse a little. And then um, with our show, we do two tapings, which I think is really unique and helps us a lot. Mm-hmm. Where we do a 4 p.m. show, uh, which is kind of like a dress rehearsal, because we'll, like, bang through the whole thing. One yeah. take each scene. And so it's, like, a play. Mm-hmm. And then um, we'll do a 7 p.m. show, and that's where we'll have a lot of alt jokes. All the writers will come in and give you, like, a new thing that you need to say. Um, we'll do several takes of each scene. So that, that 
lasts mm-hmm. about four hours, that show. Yeah. And there's um, an audience there. And there's, yeah, there's two, a- two separate audiences. Oh. The four mm-hmm. o'clock and the seven o'clock are different audiences. And that's how good we are. Wow. We get people to come out. That's right. Oh. Comedians, baby. I love it. Girl. It's true. <laughs> telling it. <laughs> But it's great because each audience reacts different, you know, as a whole. It's like everyone, when you go to the movies, you know, you sit there and you see a movie with a certain audience and you're like, everyone I was with was applauding after whatever scene. And then another friend will go see it and you'll be like, oh, no one laughed at that one thing. So we get two different reactions usually from each show, which really helps us kind of navigate what's working and what's not and and kind of feed off the energy of that and mm-hmm. it's really fun nice. it's, yeah. it's the it best like life fun. ever the only part that I think is the hard <laughs> part is how the script like metamorphosizes every day it's like a new thing and you be like yeah. dang yeah. and look Amber I give it up to her like every day I think she has like a super brain because <laughs> she be having so many lines and if I was her I probably would cry every night because my brain would be tired <laughs> to remember all that stuff like she remembers so much and does so much and yeah I'm but like, I have no long term memory anymore that's yeah, all yeah. gone it's all used I, all my brain energy is used on short term memory because I have new lines to learn every day yes every day so much oh and I'm just like I just admire her I'm like whatever they paying you girl you deserve every <laughs> you understand me so yeah that is something that's interesting about the show is that we have rewrites every every day in order to mm. to create what's the best version of the episode by Thursday tape night. So mm. that can be really hard. It's like sometimes, you know, by table read from table read until the show, it's very small changes, but that's mm. rare. Mm-hmm. Usually it's like it's big things like the concept of the episode will be the same, but points of view are always being altered because we want to be as authentic and as possible. And sometimes, you know, like. Maxine's point of view isn't very clear within the within the conversation, so they have to work on that. Or you know, they'll write something that works for Loretta on Monday, but then we're going to give that perspective to Bobby instead and change everything. So it's always kind of like shifting and moving to find the right puzzle pieces that work together. What kind of um, comedic timing have you learned from like Loretta and David? You know, since the three years you guys. Oh my God. Um, they're amazing. I don't know that I, but they're, they're them. They do their own thing. I don't think anyone could, I couldn't like pretend to do what Loretta does or David does. They're, they're such a unique quality to them. I I don't know. When I'm at home, sometimes I pretend to be Loretta. (laughs) Or I imagine that Loretta lives at my house and she's my mom and she's telling me what to do. Can you do an impersonation? Um, honey. You better get that boy a plane ticket and send his ass home. <laughs> Everything I hear her say in my brain. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> Loretta's taught me a lot. Loretta's taught me um, it even amplified what like Quincy Jones initially taught us about music and stuff. And like I noticed when Loretta talks, it's always in like. I could put a soundtrack behind Loretta's oh, voice, wow. I feel mm-hmm. like. And it would end up being a song, I feel. Cause yeah, there's it's a like rhythm. A, yeah, it's like a rhythm yeah. of musicality mm-hmm. to it. And then um, she definitely, like, I notice her voice changes or it's like an octave goes up or down when she's hitting certain words, certain jokes. Like, And it, makes it, it might not even be a punchline, but she makes it a punchline by the way she does things. And then she taught me how to memorize by mm-hmm. taking the first letter of every word in a sentence and like lining them up. And if you can look at those first letters and and remember what, you should be able to remember what the paragraph it's is. It's the first letter of every word in a sentence you mm-hmm. write down. Mm-hmm. And oh, then wow. if you can look at when it says like, you know, O-E-G-H-B, you'll remember that it, that sentence is our expert guide on how to, you know, 
hashtag I'm just reading it. Yeah. Your magazine, whatever. <laughs> anyway, it works. Yeah, it does work. I think they oh, also wow. both have like a really good look, and mm-hmm. I think just their like their facial expressions at, at the like end of a line, I think is really kind of puts the button mm-hmm. on the joke. And and sometimes like they're not being loud. There's not a lot of bravado sometimes, but it's just like a look that they give, and that's mm-hmm. what is so funny. So I guess I've certainly tried to capture some of that. Right. I'm learning from David too, like just like he doesn't rush through a line mm-hmm. or and he'll take his time. Mm-hmm. He'll yeah. drag it. He will drag it. And I'm like, that is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the way he does it. Like, it's true, though, because you get in the habit with sitcom that it needs to move really fast. But yeah. we're always being reminded, especially by Gerard, that this is a very like real world that we're living in. The, mm-hmm. the, the stakes aren't higher. This is just life. Mm-hmm. So we can take our time with it and really make points. And I think that's why it's so relatable and funny. Right. What's the writer's room like? What, who's in the room? Is it, are we super diverse? Is it a lot of women? Is it men? Um, like I think it's split it's, women yeah, and men. Yeah. Elves. Um, um, <laughs> elves. Elves. In the they back. make shoes and they write scripts. Our showrunner is a woman. <laughs> yes. Which mm-hmm. I think is amazing. Mm-hmm. Who um, is, what's her name? Her name is Danielle Sanchez Winsel. 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 Is one she of those also hard snitchels? <laughs> <laughs> She's the heiress to the Wiener Winsel. 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 Witzel. 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 That's a, yes. you know, that's Sanchez a hard name. Witzel. That's when her married saw, name. She's Danielle I, Sanchez. When I first saw her, I'm gonna tell you, when I first saw her, uh, her married name, when I, I saw it, I was like, she must got a Wiener Snitchel company or something. On yeah. Because um, when I see words, I just, uh, it's like, uh, I don't take the time really to look at the, what's in between. It's just whatever the shape look like. <laughs> I was like, she's Wiener Snitchel lady. Snitchel <laughs> lady. I love it. But she's brilliant. I mean, Gerard and her work really closely together to kind of find the voice of the show. Um, and yeah, so the writer's room is, is fun. I mean, I'm not in there very often. Yeah. I don't know if Tiffany, if you ever go in there. Yeah, I go in there sometimes you do? just to see if they actually work in or just sitting around talking. <laughs> they to they are mostly <laughs> sitting around a table playing yeah. with Play-Doh yeah. Yeah. And, and just and like talking. To, yeah. I don't know when they actually do the writing part. I've never been a but, witness to that. Yeah, I went in one time and it was, they were talking, they were talking about some like po- political thing or whatever. Uh-huh. And there was just like a stenographer. It's just this like assistant, like some college, like graduate or somebody going to college, just typing basically everything they were saying. Wow. And oh, then they were that. like oh, wow. pulling stuff out of there. So I was like, oh, is that how they do it? Mm, so you mean to tell me sense. I could just talk out loud? That's like <laughs> now I'm idea. a writer. <laughs> <laughs> writer <laughs> what um the new ep- this new season that's coming I've read that you guys are going to tackle rape mass shootings Cosby again so what are some of your storylines that you're most excited about that you've been filming Oh, all hilarious it. subjects. Birth of a Nation is going to be mentioned. yeah Birth yeah. of a Nation is mentioned um oh, honestly they're all so wonderful um actually for me so far, well, they've all been so great, but the one of the episodes just has all the male actors in it. Mm. And I went to the taping of it, and it's outstanding. Mm. Um, it's basically, I, without giving too much away, it's about um, Joe's mother has Alzheimer's, and she they get into a discussion about suicide. 
because you know does 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 someone have to live with something that they know is going to kill them and and can they decide to take their own life in that situation and so they get into a discussion about you know their feelings about that and it's just um you know Joe dealing with his mother have you know having these thoughts and then his two sons trying to support him and also trying to support their grandmother who who may or may not want to take action and and do something like that and it's so heavy but boy is it funny mm. i mean in those really really like dark times you can find some of the best comedy yeah. and i i really really look forward to people seeing that episode Mm-hmm. Finding the fun in it, honey. Yeah. Finding the <laughs> Life fun. is absurd yeah. and we should yeah. laugh at it, you yeah. know? We can't just cry all the time. Yeah. So yeah. Amber's over here blinding me with her ring. That oh, bling, bling. <laughs> thank you. Somebody love Amber. So, yeah, he girl. does. He did good. Yes. And thank you very much. And beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then you know, you both have great projects coming up. Out besides the show in 2017, I saw on your IMDb there's a new movie coming out. It looks like there's two movies. I did um, a couple movies. Yeah, Love Jacked I did over the summer. Um, Mike Epps, we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. before the, we started recording. He's in it. <laughs> um, and he's amazing. It's 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 a romantic comedy starring myself and Shamir Anderson, who's this wonderful Jamaican-Canadian actor who's so much fun. And the two of us have a blast in this movie. So it's kind of like a... Like a 10 things I hate about you are mixed with coming to America or something. Ooh, it. So it's this really fun romantic comedy. And we were filming in, um, in Canada and in South Africa, mm-hmm. which is really nice. fun. Ooh, that's my so hometown. Ho- I don't know exactly when that's coming out yet. You're from, from, South, from, from yeah. South Africa? Are you really from South Africa? Mm-hmm. From Cape Town? No, I'm from Joburg. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. How many languages do you speak, girl? I speak, including English? Yeah. Uh-huh. Three. Three? What that's are the three. other two? That's it. Zulu and Kosa. Oh, she said that's it. Oh my god, I wish I could no, speak Kosa. No, because that's so language. cool. The people in South Africa who speak like six languages. Yes, yes they eight do. languages. Yeah. Everybody Just, that I've met from South Africa yeah. speak like eight languages. I'm like, how does your brain hold <laughs> yeah. oh, that many alternative words yeah. like I'm just getting Japanese in English and Spanish and good a little bit of Hebrew you know Japanese <laughs> oh, oh. Nice. is that because Aiko teaches oh. you no that, no I actually became friends with Aiko so I could have somebody to talk to See, um, <laughs> <laughs> I went to Japan to do comedy for the troops and like uh, I fell in love with the soap operas and I was like, ooh, because you know every black person want to be the first black person to do something. <laughs> so I wanted to be the very first African-American woman and I still want to do this on a Japanese soap opera. Oh. I think that would be so dope to be on a Japanese soap opera. Wait, so, they haven't had a black woman? On a oh, Japanese soap opera? Not? And oh, so wow. I would love to do that. That's one of my, oh my goals. God, let's make this come so, true. I love it. Yes. So, anyone listening uh, who knows yeah. anyone in Japan. That part. Like, I got me a Japanese translator to because I can't read it now. I can't read it. Yeah. And what I did was I went to the, like, when I came back from Japan, I went straight to the library, got that um, Pinsler Japanese 101, and started listening to it. It had disc, and I started listening to it in the car when I'm sitting in traffic because, like, I'm I'm a firm believer in using your all your time for something. Like, mm-hmm. sitting in that traffic, just listening to the radio, playing the same old songs, not even edifying my mind at all. Yeah. No. I'm going to listen to Japanese. I was trying to learn Vietnamese because I want to see hear what these ladies are talking about me in the nail shop. <laughs> but Vietnamese is so hard because one word means 26 different things depending on the tone of it. And see, oh. I'm already bad at tone. So... <laughs> 
gonna work for me. So Japanese is the best one. That is so. I love yeah, it. Yeah, and wow. then I made my, my best friend is Japanese, so I have somebody to talk to, <laughs> and she can read it too. I was like, you can read Japanese, but you could be my best friend. <laughs> I love. Do you have any idea when um, Love Jack will come out? No, I don't know. I know that they are um, still editing now, so I mean, hopefully, I'll know soon. Yeah. But I can't wait to see it. Yeah. And what's the other movie you're working on? Oh, I did another movie called Public Disturbance over the summer, too, which was really funny. I, I actually played, like, the villain, <laughs> which is hilarious <laughs> to me. <laughs> like, I'm going to kill That's you. That's why I took the fun. job, though. I was like, oh, I get to be the villain? That never happens. So it was really fun. Um, uh, it's basically, there's this group of guys called the Janoskians, and um, they're super popular on YouTube and stuff. They're basically jackass of the new generation. Mm-hmm. Ah. So... They um, got a movie made, um, and it's it's really fun. And Mike Tyson's in it also, <laughs> which was I'm really another reason I took the job just so I could work with Mike Tyson, which was amazing. <laughs> um, it was very interesting. So that hopefully will come out this year as well. Um, but still, no release date for either of those. Yeah. But Tiffany, on the other hand, has really just exciting. Little, just a little movie, girl. Um, oh my god, girl. girl. First Ooh. of all, let me say this. Bob was so excited because Bob loves Keanu. Oh, really? Oh, really, Bob? Bob is our producer. Bob, for real? For real, Bob? Keanu is amazing. It Keanu was is yes amazing. Yes, boy. Yes. Yes, boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, boy podcast. Coming soon. <laughs> Love it. Oh, my God. Girls Trip. Is supposed to come out this summer. It is. It's supposed so to, honey. It is. Yeah. Oh, it is coming out this summer. And the premiere oh, okay. is going to be oh, yes, at the, yes, at the yes, festival. Yes. I didn't know there was a day. Yes. Yes. I didn't yes. Know yes. Um, Tiffany, it's on the end of every trailer. This movie oh, is premiering at Essence. Yeah, yeah. It's premiering at Essence. What day? I don't. Uh, I'm I going the, to this. The second day, I think of Essence Fest is going to be the premiere. Oh my god! Yes. 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 Yeah. Totally. No, going to be lit. Someone invite So, how did you had you been to the Essence Festival before? Um, no, but every time, like every time I'm filming a movie in New Orleans, it seems to be happening right around Essence Festival. Mm-hmm. So I've been around it, but, but I haven't been like up in it, like yeah. in the mix. Now I've gone to a few of the parties because you know it's perfect place to yeah. hunt for men because <laughs> they know that there's a lot of lonely women there so then all the men's comes is, and then it's like wait a minute the women's, hey. women's. yeah that comes the that's an active word of you know that's the verb of going to something is comes is. so then they comes to the parties and stuff and it's like great Mm-hmm. But I hear that this year is the first time I actually like got to. Well, we attended, but we were still working. I was still making money because that's the key. And um, <laughs> major key, <laughs> that's major key. And so we got to see like the booths and all that stuff, and go to the different exhibits and and see what was going on there. And it was like, oh man, I should have been coming in this. It's like you can learn so much, and it's so much information, and and like how to take care of yourself, like your soul, your spirit, your your physical, everything. So. It was really, really fun. And the, and it was difficult to shoot a lot of those scenes because we got Queen Latifah and Jada Pinkett, and they're like super mega stars. And me and Regina Hall, we just we just some regular chips. No, Regina, she famous too. She really famous too, okay? It's just me, the regular one. But still, they like, they really on top. And so, like, when we're trying to shoot a scene where we're just walking through the convention center and people are like, Queen, Queen, Jada, Jada, oh my God, I love you. Where's Will? Where's Will Smith? Where's Will? 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 
well. Y'all about to set it off in here. Like they yelling and it's like, hey, calm down, guys. So the PAs, their job is to try to keep everybody quiet. And I'm like, the sound guy gonna have a horrible time trying oh to block goodness. out those things. It's like wow. looking on. All right, speaking of Will Smith, I was watching home, I was at home watching E. T. Did you take Will Smith? On a swamp tour using a Groupon. I took, okay, so oh, this what happened. Tell me the story. <laughs> so this what happened. So uh, Jada says Will's coming into town and she invites me to dinner with them. And I'm like, oh my God, yes, girl, I'm coming. So I put on my best Facebook dress, right? Because um, you know how you get your dress on Facebook. So I put on my best Facebook dress and I'm like, I'm going to be a Not lady. The ones from China. Yes, girl, it took oh, seven weeks no. to get to me. I ordered a medium. <laughs> And it turned out it was like a Chinese medium, okay? So um, it was too tight, but it don't matter. I, I made it work, you know. The buttons were stressed, but <laughs> so, so so we at this uh, little fancy restaurant eating and stuff, and um, they it's the name of the restaurant is called Le Petit Grocery, and that means oh, I love that place. You do well, girl. I don't. Fancy. Let me tell you something. <laughs> it is fancy, and the food is delicious, but it's like really Le Petit, like a little. <laughs> Morse, like they give you just a bite. For and 30, in New Orleans? Yes, girl. In New Orleans, $32 for a short rib, and it's a piece of oh, that's a short that rib. Creole, that's, that cre- that's that Creole side girl, of the water. That's that, that's that gouging. <laughs> they was gouging. I wasn't feeling that. And uh, I was like, uh-uh, that, that's not, where's that's just a piece of a rib. I'm sorry. Like, I started getting, like, active, and Will's like, hey, Tiff, it's okay. You can have as many orders as you want. We got this. We and got- I'm like, $32, though? This don't make no sense. This is a robbery right here. This is not cool. Like... So then Jada, so they should have known I was cheap, right? But Jada, so then Jada says to me, Tiffany, what you doing tomorrow? I said, oh, I'm going on this swamp tour. I got a group on and I'm going to go on the swamp tour. She said, all by yourself? I said, yeah, all by myself. I don't have no friends out here. It should be fun. And she said, girl, you can't go by yourself on a swamp tour. You can't do that by yourself. I said, yes, I can. I'm going to do it. And she goes, well, maybe Will and I will go with you. We don't have any plans tomorrow. I said, oh, okay, that's cool. Y'all can come if you want to. But, if, <laughs> yeah, like, cause, you know. Famous people always say they're going to do something, but they never do, right? So I go home. She calls me the next day about 12. Now, mind you, uh, I like to medicate, okay? Uh, So I was uh, taking care of my medicine. Um, It was like 12 o'clock, and I figured they wasn't going to call me, so I thought I was going to go on the swamp tour by myself, and then, you know, I'd be all medicated, and the alligators would be talking to me, and the birds would be singing to me, and the raccoons would wave. I, it'll be like I'm in a Disney movie, right? That's what I was Princess thinking. Princess and the Frog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody, all the creatures would be talking to me. So um, about 1 o'clock comes around, and Jada calls me. She goes, you still going on that swamp tour? I said, yeah, girl, I'm going. She said, well, Will and I are going with you. Meet us. Uh, come get us from the hotel. No, she didn't say come get us. She said, come to the hotel. We'll all go together. I said, oh, okay, cool. Well, since y'all got dinner last night, I'm going to get y'all Groupon, too. Don't worry. It's all on me. And she was like, uh, okay. So I love it. <laughs> so I had my little $20 rental car. I had like $20 a day rental car, right? And so I drank like all this water and ate bread, trying to sober up, did some jumping jacks, and got in the car, right? And I go over to their hotel, and I'm thinking I'm just drop my car off to, with the valet, get in the SUV with them, with them and their security, and we'll go. Um, soon as I like hand my keys, I'm handing my keys over to the valet. Will Smith comes running out the hotel like he in Bad Boy Seven or something. <laughs> Swings open the the back door. My little twenty dollar rental slides in the back, and he was like, "Man, it's been years since I've been in the regular car, right?" And Jada Aww. goes, "Oh my God, I don't know if I'm comfortable. The windows aren't tinted." I was like, "For real, Jada, you from Baltimore?" <laughs> <laughs> Really? Yeah, you in my car now. I'm driving. And so then I'm driving, right? But I'm 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 loaded still. (laughs) And I'm so nervous. 
And in my mind, in my mind, I'm driving like this. That's what I'm doing. In my mind, I'm leaning back. I'm chilling, you know, got the little Chris Brown playing. Out the, in my mind, I'm just driving like a G, right? Jada the next day said I was on the steering wheel like an old lady like this. I said, well, of course, Jada. Of course I was on the steering wheel like this because all I could think to myself is you don't want to be the chick on TMZ that killed the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, okay? You don't want... <laughs> You got $280 million in the backseat of your $20 a day rental. You don't want to be the person responsible for killing black royalty. So you want to take your time and you want to focus. <laughs> so I pull up to the swamp tour, right? Pull up and it's all these people, mostly white people, all these white people out there, right? And Jada goes, Tiffany, what the hell is this? Why are all these people here? I said, they probably got Groupons too. She said, Tiffany, what the fuck is a Groupon? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Jada, you don't know what a Groupon is? What do you think a Groupon is? She said, I, what is a Groupon, Tiffany? I said, it's like a coupon, a discounted coupon where you can do activities in groups with groups of people. It's discounted coupons. She was like, oh, my God. I thought it meant that you had your own boat that you could take a group of people on. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Jada, why would I have my own boat? <laughs> really, I'm in a $20 a day rental. Okay, she gave me she gave me this purse because she told me I can't be carrying knockoff bags. She gave me this Givenachy. Oh, Givenachy. Because she told me I can't be having oh, damn, knockoff bags. I don't think you need that bag. No. No. No, I need Can this you bag. Leave it? No, I'm not leaving it because she on. left the price tag in it, right? Oh, so I'm damn. like, when Wait, she gave it to it again? me. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh. Yes, the Givenachy girl. girl. The Givenachy. Yes. Got a price tag in it, $1,200. I was like, oh, you just you paid that? my light bill for the year, girl. This going straight to the pawn shop. And she told me I can't pawn it because that's bad luck. And I was like, oh, that's what rich people do? <laughs> You have to get re-gifted to somebody else or whatever. That is a great bag. Yeah. I'm in need. We're it's in strong need. too. I put all kind of stuff in here. Hose guns are like <laughs> at least up to 150 pounds. It's a great strong bag. Givenachy makes good bags. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So <laughs> I, before right. we wrap up, yeah, I do want to ask you. So Will Packer uh, or, or whoever... I, I don't know if it was Will or who told you about the script for who showed you the script. Okay, so this this how I got this like every role I get is like on some crazy stuff. So this role, um, I did the movie Keanu in New Orleans, right? Mm-hmm. And so the crew that was working on that movie was the same crew that was working on Girl Trip, and they had got the script and they were they were read the script, and then like at, over the course of four days, I got probably twenty emails from twenty different crew members like you need to be in this script, you need to get your people to get you on this. This is your part. This is your part, and they was awesome sending me the script and I was like dang so I forwarded over to my agent like man these all these crew members is like telling me I need to be in this movie and so uh, my agent's like oh we heard about it but we don't know if they, that you're right for it and I was like well everybody else everybody in the movie thinks so that they're working in the background so they got me an audition I went in I killed it I just was myself uh, times 10 so it was really <laughs> over the top I felt like but they loved the director said every time he watched um but they called me back like three times and my third callback was with the director and it was a Skype audition which I've never done before like Skype to me is for boyfriend girlfriend stuff not for like work <laughs> so <laughs> So it was, I told him, like, in the audition, I was like, look, um, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not used to uh, Skyping with regular people. Um, <laughs> if if I start taking off clothes or something, just let me know right off the top, because this is, like, sexy setting to me. Uh, I would have gave it to you right there, just so you're and prefacing. the role is yours. 
And so, so um, I did the audition. He gave me a bunch of uh, adjustments and stuff. And then uh, they ended up hiring me like two weeks later. And he said that uh, everybody, he's like, we watched uh, over and over, watched these auditions. And he said, every single time we watched yours, everybody laughed. Like, no matter how many times I watched it, I always laughed. So I figured you got to be right for the part. We just had to make you look older. And I was like, oh, no, just let me go a couple of days with no sleep. And in New Orleans, I'm, I'm going to look older. <laughs> I ain't going to get no sleep. That's party town. So, yeah. Wow. It must have been something to be on set with all those women. Man, I learned so much from everybody. And, like, uh, I really gravitated mostly to Jada, though, because it feels like um, she she knows, like, my struggle. She gets it. And so she's giving me a lot of advice on, like, how to just be uh, in this business, even how to stand on the red carpet or, you <laughs> know, just the – the etiquette of everything and she's always like if you need advice about anything and so she'll call me once a month and check on me what you got going on tiff i seen your uh your instagram post now you need to turn that down turn down <laughs> <laughs> so, i yeah. love it oh mm-hmm. my goodness so i'm sure there's gonna be more conversations as uh before july 21st oh i'm sure okay. yes yeah. Oh, yeah one more question for amber is there going to be a greek redo like you know oh, no. like they do with Gilmore Girls um, and I mean they're certainly trying to make it happen okay. um I know that Sean Smith who created the show has written something I know that it has been submitted to Freeform but I don't know where it is now I don't Exclusive. know what's going on but I I know that there's a lot of um uh excitement around the idea of getting us all back together and i think everyone would do it we all really miss each other we had a good time doing that show Aww. well thank you guys for doing our show yes, yes thank girl. you for having yes, us girls. Yes, yes, girl. Girl. Thank, you. thank you thank you tiffany and thank you amber that was so much fun oh my god Tiffany is. I'm about to be on Group Groupon right yeah, now. Tiffany is hilarious. She, is she from. I'm going. Come on, Groupon. Yeah, and Jada. So, <laughs> uh, before we get to Charlie's woke bays segment, let's talk a little bit about this Blue Apron situation. Yeah. All right. So I don't know about you, but half the time when I come home from work, I have no time, none to do zero anything or energy. Okay, and energy. <laughs> so I'm checking out Blue Apron. Like, hey, what's good, Blue Apron? And I just I'm I'm learning as I've made my orders that the food is all natural you know everything is fresh high quality ingredients and that makes a huge difference because even though I don't have time and I'm ratchet in my TV watching and my food I am not ratchet I am all about organic wholesome and (laughs) Blue Apron is right there with me absolutely I gave it a try hubby was totally here for the convenience and the freshness of everything. They send you, you pick your meals online in advance. Um, you you know, you get a selection. The menu looks like something you would find in your restaurant. Okay, it's way more fancy, fancier than what I would cook. Okay, chicken under a brick, come through. <laughs> I was like, I just make chicken nuggets. So anyway, <laughs> G and I were like, okay. Um, fresh everything. They give you the sauces, the seasonings, all of that. And it's really affordable too. You're paying less than $10 per person per meal. Corey, which is like, right, we're going to save some coins. No, we're going to save some money because I have a child and <laughs> there's first, there's two things I can't do. I can't do pizza anymore and I can't do chicken nuggets. So I love Bruce Apron. Oh, hot dogs. Like, you know, just changing it up. I mean, sometimes she's very much, I don't want Blue Apron, but she loves cooking with me. Like, we make it a, we make it a thing. It's very beautiful. And it's I love family the variety time. of new recipes that they do. each week. Like, actually, I'm about to get into this warm smoked trout Mm. Asparagus salad mm. with fingerling potatoes and garlic croutons. Like you, Charlie. I would have never bought that from Ever the in life. Ever. <laughs> I'm like, season salt, pepper, go. Lowry's, like, let's do Lowry's. 
<laughs> one and done. Broiler. Like microwave. But anyway, shout out to Blue Apron. Blue Apron. You can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash Yes, girl. That's blueapron.com slash yes, girl. You love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron. So, girl, don't wait. Mm-hmm. That's blueapron.com slash yes, girl. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Hi, everybody. Charlie's here. I'm back. And I have two very, very special guests in the studio today. They're my great, great friends, Greg and Helena. But before I give you a full introduction on who they are, I really have to start this off with a story about how I met Greg. So (laughs) a few years ago at Essence Music Festival, everybody knows that largest black women's music festival in the country. um, There was this guy who was kind of uh, hanging around like we were down there doing activations in New Orleans and celebrity interviews. And there was this guy in his like everywhere I looked this guy was there like backstage on the sidelines and he was just really supportive of the brand and everything that we were doing and cheering us on and I was like does he work for Essence like who is this person <laughs> Greg's over here laughing say hi Greg hi. and um, and so I'm like who is this guy so we end up talking and I realized that he is a poet you know an educator he's from Philly he's this great guy and the, of course me being the love editor the first thing I say to him is are you dating anyone and he's like no 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 I'm single But he was very, very clear on the type of woman that he was looking for. And he Mm. broke her down for me. And I'm going to let him tell you about it. But he was like, you know, I want her to be um, conscious and aware of her, of who she is and what she's about and what she wants and her struggle. And he just had all these amazing, amazing descriptions for the kind of woman he wanted. So then, of course, I say, well, let's feature you in the magazine, Greg. Let's feature you as one of our single men of the month. Let's find this woman for you. And so we did. Right, Greg? Yes, yes. You were in the issue and it was a 2014? 20, no, 2012. 2012? It's been that long. Tyler Perry mm-hmm. was on the cover. Mm-hmm. Right? So we featured Tyler Greg, Perry. guys. He got all dressed up for the ladies. He told us how he was an eligible <laughs> bachelor and all of that. And then I didn't see Greg for a while, right? right. Greg, 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 the letters Wait, came like, in all that. I, yep. Got a lot of feedback. What kind of feedback? Int- some interesting feedback. That's all I can say. Did you get a lot of like, will you marry me? Circle yes or no? Um, no. Not, nothing like that. But I had a lot of people that were serious about dating me and they were coming from all over the country which was interesting. Incredible, right? Yeah. I was, you know. It was, it was flattering. It was flattering. It was definitely flattering. Right, right, right. So wait guys, so let me just fast forward a little. Then I didn't see Greg for like a year maybe. I hadn't seen you in a while. Yeah. I hadn't seen him around and then suddenly I see him on Instagram with this beautiful woman beside him. Alana, this is your entrance. Say hey, everybody. That's <laughs> Hi, the one everybody. <laughs> and they were just so cute. And I was, of course, I was just like, wait a minute. Tell me everything. Who is this? You found your 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 lady or your yes. partner, your soulmate, and you said it's my heartbeat. There we go, y'all. So swoon. Uh, Can we just take a moment to swoon? Okay. Um, so he found his heartbeat, you guys. And it wasn't through the Essence call out, but immediately I started, you know, looking into, you know, this idea of like, okay, who did Greg choose, guys? Like, this is, imp- you know, this is fun because you, when I met you, were single. You did the whole Essence eligible bachelor thing. You didn't, yeah. you know, find anyone through that. And I wanted to know, like, okay, uh, did Greg find the woman that fit all of the things mm-hmm. that you described yes. to me that you were looking for in a woman? And you told me that Helena did. Um, and then I started paying attention to your guys' relationship on social. 
and you just you're just so alike in so many ways, particularly in line with just being woke, as we say. Yeah. And yeah. you know, okay, you guys, just to define woke, right? In 2016, mm-hmm. I feel like it's important that we define that. Mm-hmm. So of course, I checked in with Essence News and Culture editor Christina Coleman, okay, yeah, who up. gave me the official <laughs> definition. Who's like also it. a friend. Like she gave it. us the official definition of being woke. So mm-hmm. let's really just start with that because okay. you guys are woke and in love. Yes. Okay. Woke means you are aware of these social injustices, societal issues, mm-hmm. and human rights violations that affect the world mm-hmm. and disproportionately affect people of color. Mm-hmm. And even better, you have a desire and a passion to change that reality. Exactly. Okay. So that is like the official definition of being woke. And when I think about that definition, I think about you, Greg. I think about you, Helena. And Mm -hmm. then the fact that you guys are also um, just happy, this happy couple who are kind of in the struggle together Mm -hmm. on a day-to-day basis. I want to talk about it. Yes, let's talk about it. I really do. But let's start with how you met each other. Oh, that's such a great story. I'm ready. I love story time. It's story time. I defer to Helena because I love her version and I will chime in when I feel oh my gosh, And so you know, Greg, pressure. the lady's version is always correct. And the he said, she said, of course. Yeah, I, but know. I have an awesome memory. <laughs> I don't really Uh-oh. forget Uh-oh. a lot. But um, her story just is it's very beautiful. All right, Helena, this is the she said version. Dun, 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 dun. So, okay. How did you meet? So we met in 2013. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, October 5th. 5th. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. The answers are matching. They're matching. They're matching. In Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, I had recently relocated to Washington, D.C., and I was working as a holistic health consultant, and I was studying under one of my great mentors who was traveling at the time. And I hadn't really spent a lot of time in Philly except for with family. So they were going to Philly to this conference, to this health conference, and they were like, you need to come with us. So I went. So I showed up at this health conference, um, traveling with a doctor and his wife, and we do the event. It was great. Afterwards, there's this like after party at a lounge. We never go to these types of types of things because we're always on the road traveling. It's Got like it. uh, nobody so wants not to go your to the usual after. behavior. Totally okay. So we're like, you know what? Let's just go. So we go to this lounge in Philadelphia, which I later find out is like one of the, in one of like the roughest neighborhoods of the city. <laughs> and we had no idea. You didn't even realize you were in the wrong. We go to this lounge and we're sitting there mm-hmm. eating marinated kale and drinking fresh pressed orange juice, like having the <laughs> vegan experience. Details, details, details. It's all in the details. And there's like this drum drumming happening and I look on the stage and this guy comes out. Yeah, I popped up. And as soon as he walked out, I I kid you not, as soon as he walked out in my head, I was like, <gasps> he's so beautiful. Oh. <laughs> So there was an instant physical attraction. Instant physical attraction. And, and then he opened his mouth. And it was almost like light came through. He was what? doing a poem about Trayvon Martin and like the issues that were going on in the black community on a national level, right in this little tiny hole in the wall lounge. And sure, sure. in my head, I was like, I kind of came to Philly to look for a man, but I didn't really, but I kind of did. <laughs> and I didn't find anything at the conference. And here's this guy. And my girlfriend next to me, ironically enough, she taps me on the shoulder in the same moment, like instantaneously while I see him come out. She taps me on my shoulder and she's like, that's your husband right there. Stop it. Don't you love it when a friend calls it? Right I was like, there? whatever, no. shut up, whatever, You're no, like, whatever. No. And she just and is like, yeah. So the night progresses and we enjoy ourselves. He gets off stage. We go on about our evening. So then I'll pick up from here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, oh. While I was performing, I didn't really, it was a lot of dark silhouettes. You don't really get to see people's faces yeah. sometimes, depending on how the, the lounge or whatever is set right. up, the uh-huh. venue. And um, 
I'm now at this point I'm like searching for something to eat and I really like <laughs> liking options and at this point it's starting to wind down and I'm about to leave out and I literally I say um I walked out the door maybe two or three steps and I was like now nah, I'm gonna come back in you something, said something told you to something, go back something's in something's calling me to yeah. come back in like mm. literally I'm like no nah, it's not time to leave yet so I go back to the table where Halana and her girlfriend are sitting, mm-hmm. and I just start busting it up, creating conversation. <laughs> you just ha- you just gravitate right to their I table. I just gravitate right. You don't to know the table. either one of them. Don't know either one of them, but I did. I think I did like catch Halana out the corner of my eye. Okay. So I think that was the <laughs> thing that was calling me back in. Uh-huh. And when I started talking, I'm like sizing her up. Like I'm starting to ask all these questions. Like it's a job interview, <laughs> right? Right. I, I, I want to ask, what's your sign? You know. Uh, <laughs> he touched. He touched you my eat? hair. He touched yeah, my broke, hair. I broke the rules. I have natural hair, so he touched it. Did yeah. you ask first? Solange. Kind of, I don't Solange know. I don't remember. Right it was just a moment. Solange yes. Mad. So you guys were just instantly. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the, so he comes to the table. Better? He's talking no, to no. us. I'm super nervous immediately because I'm like, oh my god, there's this beautiful man who I just met. Uh-huh. I'm kind of almost hiding behind my girlfriend's like skirt like, in a, a way. Little, a little nervous. Totally nervous. Greg is totally like just checking us out. She's like in her head. She's like, ooh, matchmaker. Let's make this happen. So he walks us to the car. We end up spending almost another hour talking at our car. Just yes. talking. That's no. always a really good sign. Yes. yes. And now my conversation you. is key. Yes. Right. Major key. Yes. Very, very <laughs> yes. important, right? Yes. I'm starting. To, I'm starting now. I'm starting. She's asking questions. Her girlfriend are asking questions. They're trying to get a, a vibe on who I am. Right. Mind you, we're standing in one of the most interesting, challenging neighborhoods in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. They call it Nice Town. And um, we're standing on like Germantown Avenue. And I have like one foot in the van. And at the same time, there are like people walking by, but I don't trust nobody in this neighborhood. So I'm like looking. And she and, and I have no idea. And they, so we're just they like, have no clue. So I kind of look nervous a little bit, but I'm really not nervous. I'm just very protective. You're at just this watching moment. your surroundings mm-hmm. right very now. Much. You're trying to protect these ladies. Yes. 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 Uh-huh. So I'm like, okay. But then the conversation continues to go deeper and it goes deeper. We start talking about ancestors, not, food wait, yeah. habits. Wait, wait, we talk about on, spirituality. Hold on, hold on. Listen, you guys were there. talking about the ancestors in moment yes. one. Yes. 30, it's not even, it's not even probably 20 minutes yes. that we meet. Oh, so you already know this connection is just solid. Because yeah. you got to be spiritually centered with somebody. Absolutely. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so we, that spiritual cen- centering yep. was immediate. Yep. Yes. And my, the physical, when I saw him step on the stage, mm-hmm. the mental, when he spoke about what he was talking about, mm-hmm. the spiritual element True. when we were standing at the car. Right. And mm-hmm. then, of course, the emotional stuff is stuff you learn. It's you building. Learn about each it was building. As you go on through a so relationship. So what are you thinking so. in this moment, Greg? Like, I have to get her phone number. I have to oh, take man. her out tomorrow I'm night. I'm kind of shook. What's happening? I was kind of shook. I know, because when it's real, it's kind of scary, right? I was shook. It's when you feel those feelings. We sta- I'm standing at the car. Maybe about 90 minutes. What? Yeah. We're talking about 90 minutes. I'm standing outside the car, and it's kind of chilly. It's about maybe 50 degrees outside. Just talking. Thin hoodie We're just talking. On, and just talking. And literally just... Connecting. Connecting. Girlfriends chime in, chime in. And then what happened was, I think we just finally wrapped it up around, maybe it's one o'clock in the morning at this point. Mm. I think we even yeah. cried sitting at the car. Stop yeah, yeah. What did you cry about? So this my, is beautiful. Yeah, so... I'm not ready. I wasn't ready, guys. <laughs> this You cry? <laughs> I'm not ready. Oh, man. Hold on. Oh, man. I'm not ready to cry on my podcast. Okay, I said, are you really telling me right now that you cried together? We did. As he's describing, I'm reliving that moment in the car. Goals. That's it, guys. Just goals. So, um, now, really, what did you cry about? I really need to know. So, Greg's father passed away. Um, Yeah. Okay. What about 
12 years ago about 13 years 13 ago 13 years ago lung cancer and unfortunately from lung yeah. cancer and my girlfriend had also lost her dad and there was a moment that happened where she was sharing her story about how when someone passes you can still feel them mm-hmm. you know and you mm-hmm. may see signs or feel their energy or look up in the clouds and like know they're that they're you. still with you mm-hmm. and something happened while we were out at the car this little spider came down from the tree and yeah. dropped on the Greg's shoulder. Yeah. While we and were she talking. Says, while talking. Yeah. And she says, that's my dad. And then Greg says, what do you mean? And so they, they share the stories of how they both lost their fathers. Um, and they both had a similar story of mm-hmm. using holistic health to try to revive their fathers, yeah. you know, and, and how it also, it didn't work. And so, that was that was a very real moment. So then you started tearing up, Greg, and then Alana, you saw him, and you kind of yes. felt the emotion of yeah. that. Yeah, it was it was like we, like everything stopped, and it just became energy. Like we were so connected, it was just like you could feel the energetic connection. Yeah. Wow, it was. Yeah. I'm like getting chills now. Like so, I'm trying that. to figure out how you even ended this moment. Like, was it like I have to see you tomorrow? Like, let's get married so the co- on Monday. So here's the- <laughs> what is <what>, so- happening? <laughs> they so, said okay. So. I love massages, like straight up. And um, I remember in a conversation, they talked about um, they're going to be doing like chair massage, possibly some acupuncture. And I was like, I want that. I want that. But I'm going to play basketball in the morning. What time y'all going to be there? Uh The conference was a two-day conference. So this was the first day of the conference. Yeah. So 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 day two. They said be there about 11 o'clock. Yeah. So wait, I have to in- I have to interject. So this moment happens. It's like mind blowing. We're right. like, oh my god! Like I just met my. We husband, leave. I think. He leaves. I, me and her in the car. Like, oh, oh my god, girl, you just. Oh my god! And like I'm just like. You have. It chill. was just like craziness, and we drive back to the guest house where we were staying. We literally stayed up for like oh, it was like probably what two and two o'clock in the morning by the time we left each other. Uh-huh. We probably stayed up another hour and a half. She and I. Girl talking, like, of oh my god, the moment like, when he said, really and did you see did you that see he had face? that? And oh like, my god, uh-huh. he has a beard, mm-hmm. and then like all these things. Yeah. So we were just like fangirling completely. <laughs> oh, shut up. Okay, Greg is feeling himself over here. You guys, you I got a beard. I got yes. a beard. Yes, yes. So and then I'm like, oh my god, what am I gonna wear tomorrow? Right, that's the first thing in my head. Like, this is my second time meeting this man of my dreams. What am I gonna wear? So then we like find this dress in my stuff. I, it was a weekend trip. I brought like four things, you know. Right. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna wear this dress. She's like, cool. So we finally go to bed. I wake up late. She's bamming on my door, and she's like, "You gotta go." He said he had a schedule. We gotta get there. We're gonna be late. You're gonna miss your chance to get your man. Well, so oh, I'm you're, like, <laughs> you're leaving off something that was very what? interesting. It, it, oh, it was the very night, interesting. The, to the y'all. night before. So what happened is I I texted them and let them know that I got home safely. No, you I'm, you Facetimed I, us. I, I FaceTime, yeah, right. Oh, wow. I he FaceTimed us that night. This is the, like, context. This is the first night we met. We met at the lounge. We leave. We spend an hour talking. You get home. You FaceTime me to check in and let me know you made it home It safely. was so it was, unlike me. It's like the perfect first meeting. The <laughs> yeah. Perfect first yeah. Yeah. That you didn't really want to end. Because, I mean, come yeah. on, Greg. FaceTime. It, you wanted to see her one more time before you went to sleep. That's what it was. <laughs> you know, really get the image set was, in your mind. It, Who I was, am I going to dream about tonight? All right. Hello. Let's go. It's okay. You can invent it on air. It's okay. I was definitely know interested. What it was. I was attracted to her. She's beautiful. <laughs> she is. Look at she her. Is. She, she is. She is turning red right now. <laughs> she absolutely <laughs> is. She's beat I'm red, you guys. Yes. Totally. Okay. So, wait. Not that I want to fast forward this beautiful love story, but... But the fact that this all just happened, we know that you, we know you're mm-hmm. 
it worked. Yeah. Look, mm-hmm. you're here together today. That was yeah. four years ago, three yeah. years ago. And there's years more ago. to the story. There so is. like, we can share that yeah, later. We'll share that later. Yeah. Ooh, so you guys are coming in for a part two. Yes. There's more to it. Yes. But what has it been like being in this relationship with someone so spiritually aligned mm. with where you are in this world and someone who shares the same dare I say goals with mm-hmm. social change yeah. and and just or is it is that what you share let's back up what do you what do you really have in common what is the the gel that holds you together mm-hmm. I would say we have a lot in common but we also have a lot that we don't have in common okay mm-hmm. and I think that balance is really important um, we do share spirituality um, we do share the ability to help emotionally balance each other out uh-huh. and I think that all these elements have grown and developed over the years. <clears throat> We've also been doing pre-engagement counseling. So we know we want to get married. We've been working towards our relationship. But we've also put people in places and things around our relationship to kind of help incubate that. Like, Greg, we say often, you know, it takes a village to raise a relationship, not right. just a I child. That. Exactly. And really that's does. really, honestly, what we've been doing. Right. And I think as far as how is it with being with somebody who you do share so much in common with. And I was just like, I was just talking to him about this just yesterday. You know how in relationships there are like the big things and then there's the small things. Mm -hmm. I feel like as we are progressing through our relationship and growing together, the big things are becoming small things and the small things are disappearing. Like what? Like, I would say like uh, little, little moments of conflict when she gave me feedback and I usually would be resistant to it. It's a quicker turnaround. It's like flowing. Like, like we're flowing. It would take me 10 minutes to hear her out. Because mm-hmm. I would be stubborn and stuck in my old habits or whatever mm-hmm. the pattern is, right? Right. Mm-hmm. It, it, literally, the other day, it took like 10 seconds. Wow. And she was so overjoyed. And I was just like, I need to do this more often. Like, mm-hmm. So you just got there. You got where you got I just to got be. there because yeah. it's, it's like you got to pick your battles in a relationship, too. You can't yeah. keep all of yourself. You talk about you, you becoming the us, the we, then to the ours, right? And, and this is a stage. And I think we're still right now we're dismantling the I part of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to think more like we. Right. You have to you know, work together as a us. unit, truly. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Like we're in no way professionals, but we are going through a process and it's a continuous process. And we're also committed to that process. Exactly. A hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, we, we it, broke 100%. up in the last three years. We've broken up before and we got back oh, together. Yeah, we had to rebuild. And there have been other mo- other very teeter-totter moments where I, I wanted to walk away and he wanted to walk away mm-hmm. and we've walked away. But, you know, because of the incubator we've had around us and because of our ability to deal with certain types of things that have come up, we've been able to work through it and I think... It's very challenging. Relationships are definitely work. And all the couples that we talk to, older, <laughs> younger, will tell you that. They will tell you it that. It doesn't get I, any you easier. You can tell us that. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's it really real. But I think what makes it easier is the ability to be reflective mm-hmm. and vulnerable and also empathetic. Like mm-hmm. if you can relate, because remember, it's relationship. Right. But if you continuously can relate with somebody who is growing just like you, mm-hmm. no matter how beautiful or ugly the moment is, then you can actually grow and build something. And that strengthens the foundation actually what you have. Yeah. Because without vulnerability, you can't let nobody in. You can't express your humanity. Right. And without that empathy, you can't really relate and step into somebody else's shoes. And that's very important in a relationship. Like say it, Greg. Mm-hmm. 
That's it's just straight up, and that's mm-hmm. that's what we lack sometimes, Absolutely. you know. And I think taking time to yourself and being reflective to regain perspective on who you are, who right. you were, and who you want to become as it relates to the relationship mm-hmm. and as it relates to you as an individual. Right. That's extremely important. I think so, the other thing that is really important to our foundation yeah, is tell me. Part of our mission statement uh-huh. is that we will never like we will never do anything intentionally to harm one another. Right. This like, is like we, your couple mission statement. Yes. yes. Okay. First sure. of all, I love that, and I need to have one. <laughs> hum, hum, husband, tonight <laughs> we're, we're making our mission statement. Please yes. No. Yes. No. Like that, no, multiple multiple drafts. Of mo- the like statement. our mentor. Shout out to Reverend Pemberton. Yes. And, um, both of them. And they, Reverend Jerry. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They Jerry. told you to make a couple they, mission statements. They, no, they mandated. They, I love man, it. This they was happening. They mandated it. And then also, we're talking about maybe on a sixth or seventh draft, and we're still working at it. Yeah. And so yeah. what is this mission statement? I'm, so think me. about it. When That's so dope. <laughs> That's so So dope. when you start a business, right, right. you're going to fundraise, you're going to pick a business name, and you're also going to figure out, like, what is, why are we starting this business? What are we trying to accomplish? Right. In a marriage, like, why are we getting married? Because I'm dope by myself. Greg is dope by himself. What's the point of our union? Like, what is our mission as a couple? Absolutely. And that's what we're working to write. So one line of our mission statement, the line that we definitely, like, for real, is we will never do anything to intentionally harm one another. So in the moments where I hurt his feelings, you know, and he's upset. Like, he's able to then fall back on, like, you know what? She would never. I know. No matter what happens, Halana will never do anything to intentionally hurt me. Mm-hmm. So even though I may be feeling hurt right now, I know that she didn't mean to do this. And like we're able to like flow through that. I feel like that's yeah. a big part of That's huge. Yeah. Up next, more yes girl to come. Before we continue with Woke Bays. Greg and Helena, okay? Let's talk about Adam and Eve. So um, if y'all read anything I write on Essence.com, know what I'm all about. You know I'm all about loving ourselves wink loving each other and just being on team love all around which means you know whether it's you know your dolo or you are with someone else you might need some pleasure products one of my favorite places to get them is adamandeve.com um, and for a limited time only you'll get 50% off about any just about any item on adamandeve.com um, right now if you use promo curl yes girl um, and Adam and Eve has everything I mean whatever you're into it could be a bullet <laughs> It could be a lube. It could be 101. It could be a lube. It could be, you know, a little bullet for your bag. Wink. Um, it could be some toys for you and, you know, your bae. You know, some candles or whatever. Woke bae. And then probably use some candles. I'm sure candles is always a, you know, a safe bet for some romance. But whatever it is, candles, toys, something mysterious, BDSM if that's what you want, whatever. You can find it on adamandeve.com. You can select one item. Remember that at 50% off and you'll receive three free adult DVDs. Okay. See, that'll help you warm up. Plus a free mystery gift, and to top it all off, we'll even they'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And all you have to do is use code YesGirl. So hear what I said? You get your DVDs, your one item for fifty percent off. This is your starter kit, y'all. Don't mess this up. <laughs> Promo code YesGirl. So was it the empathy and the vulnerability that you're speaking of? Was that what you guys saw in each other instantly? Because instantly. when I tell you Greg was so specific, Alana, about the type of woman <laughs> I wish that I he hadn't even met. Yeah, I mean, he broke it down. She has to 
know her heart, know her soul, understand her body. Oh my gosh. You know, be like, just, she, was, he was very specific. Yeah. Like, it's like he conjured you. You know what I mean? Yeah, babe. I that's what we always say. Alchemy. We always say that. Say what? Like that, that, we, each other that we like dreamt each other up and then we met. <laughs> yeah. So what were those things, Greg? Tell us a little bit about that list. Yeah. I mean, really. Tell me like, about the list. That's what I love about you guys being together was that you found what you claimed. Right, right. I wanted, I wanted somebody who was uh, emotionally mature, at least going in that direction. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted somebody who was reflective and wasn't afraid of, uh, you know, um, taking time to themselves to really um, allow themselves to be available emotionally. You have to allow somebody to love you. Right. Mm -hmm. And I knew that that's something that wasn't popping mm -hmm. up in a lot of my relationships. I kept getting into situations that had tinges of verbal abuse, emotional abuse, nothing ever really physical. But that emotional and verbal stuff, that, that gaslighting is something they call it. I've been in situations like that where it's that make up, break up because you think you need somebody in a codependent way. Mm -hmm. And that was something I was like, I cannot do that no longer. It is making me miserable. Mm. Um, so mm. I wanted to get that out the way. I wanted, to, of course, I wanted somebody attractive. I wanted somebody beautiful. I don't care what nobody says. Oh, I love <laughs> it the matters. heart. It's okay. It, it matters. Don't feel you know? bad about yeah, admitting that. Exactly. Right? We're <laughs> and, all human. Um, exactly. It and matters. I, I wanted somebody who was socially aware uh -huh. and could understand the walk that I was walking. I now, what want, walk was that? Now, the walk. I, let's you know. Let's so, really tell um, them what you do. So basically, I started an organization called the Philly Youth Poetry Movement, mm -hmm. and also do some consulting work. But the the Philly Youth Poetry Movement is dedicated to helping young people discover the power of their voice. Mm -hmm. through creative writing spoken word poetry hip-hop and wellness mm -hmm. and those are the things that I really really I'm serious about when we talk about creating mechanisms in our community that produce healing outcomes mm -hmm. a lot of people don't want to solve the problem because the problem is how they make their profit mm -hmm. so solutions is the one thing that can actually bankrupt them in the end so I'm not one of those people I don't care the problem is killing the people let's fix the problem right everything else you know God will grant me space to be prosperous in another way if that's the case so I just wanted somebody to understand that my passion for young people mm. was so important I didn't need the distraction I needed somebody that would that would help me help fuel me in that way you know and, and Halana has done a, a lot of those things and I, I think that's so important because that's one of the things that's my purpose that's my passion mm -hmm. and uh, I think losing my father really really got me to understand mm -hmm. how important it was that I had a father and how many young people period that I became a father figure too mm. I have about eight Young people, now some of them in their 20s, they call me dad. Mm. And that's an honor, mm -hmm. like straight up. Right. And she and she gets it, you know. I didn't want the woman who I've had in the past that would be like, you care more about them kids than you do about me. Or right. you, mm -hmm. you, you think the only thing out there is the community. What you going to do when you have kids? Like I didn't want the person that was going to throw that in my face. I, ne I needed the person that was going to help me work through that to find a balance though. Mm. Now, Halani, you chose Greg. It just says he yes, chose I you. Did. Yes, and, I did. Uh, tell me a little bit about what your single woman journey was like, and then how you decided that Greg was mm -hmm. this your partner. Yeah, your I, partner. I, uh, for me, I um, so I do uh, health and wellness education um, through a variety of ways, and it's really important for me. It was really important for me at the time, especially because I was going through that personal journey mm -hmm. to figure out what that balance meant for me. What was my emotional between physical, like your life spiritual. and your love and how you wanted to live your life yeah. and what type of love you needed in it, right? Yes, like how absolutely, that fits. absolutely. And I had been dating a guy long distance um, for some like for a little while, and I had just broken that off. So I was like, I'm out of the game. I'm focusing on my work. I was in a new space. And um, a I was place really, so many women have been at, or will yeah, be at and in I their was lives. really 
have to be honest. Like, I think I attracted Greg or I manifested Greg because I was so focused on myself. Mm-hmm. I was taking Absolutely. I was taking those trips. Like, I was working with mentors and traveling with doctors and really digging deep into my craft. And in that space is when I met him. I wasn't looking anymore. No. I literally wasn't looking anymore. Um, and so that, I think, was a big part of me being who I was when we met that allowed him to then fall in love with me as I was developing and growing. Um, and, ha- and that's what ultimately made you fall in love with Greg as well, right? Yep, definitely. Mm-hmm. And it was funny, before I met her, I was dating somebody because I just came back from overseas. I was teaching in Africa. Mm-hmm. And I just came back from overseas. And um, I remember this girl was dating. She was a dancer, um, ballet, and she was talking about moving and possibilities. I remember the last date we went on, it was interesting. It was almost like somebody just put up a wall between us. Like, when she got out of my car, I was like, I'm not going to talk to her again in this fashion. Mm. You just felt like that. I bit. felt like, and I was like, and I remember talking to one of my close friends. I'm like, yo, sis, I don't know what happened. I really like this girl. I feel a little bit rejected. I don't know what to do. But it, it seems like this is more of a, this is more about the universe or this is right. this is what God needs me to do. It was you one of those conversations. In a direction. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And no matter how tough it is, sometimes you have to move in that direction. So I started focusing on myself a little bit salty because I felt like I was rejected. And... And then lo and behold, like maybe two weeks later, (laughs) I'm at this conference performing and here I meet Halana. You know, and it was just, it was magical. It was, it magical. was magical. I always it say, like, like a magical story. Yeah, it was magical. I always say, like, I would have married Greg the day I met him. It sounds yeah. like, I mean, come on, you guys cried. Yeah. You cried. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we did. Let's not take away yeah. from that. You cried together day one. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you know what? Okay, so for two people, obviously so madly in love, but also just so conscious and so devoted mm-hmm. to their own individual missions, mm-hmm. right, for to um, for health and wellness and change, especially within our, our culture for yes. black people yeah mm-hmm. is there ever a conflict there like romantically speaking like is it kind of like you know you want to go you know speak over here tonight and you want to go <laughs> you know <laughs> you know do like a spiritual mind body conference seriously like what are some of the relationship issues that come up you know good bad or otherwise when you're both so passionate about <laughs> different I would, projects I would say there are moments where there are uh, you know, external interest. That external happening. interest. That's a good. Way you know, to put it. events <laughs> events pop up, and I'm right. like, I want to go here, and I, I'm like, well, I want to go here, and it's like, okay, which one we do? We want to go to because they're both important. They're yeah. both important, and sometimes yep. you just got to make the split. Like, okay, go to which you need to go to, because you need you need alone time in relationships too. Absolutely, you, yep. need, you need not to forget who you are. As an individual, you need to be complete to make exactly. a whole. Exactly. Yes. Yo, this. we've been talking yes. so much about that. Like, <laughs> you, it's not that you come fifty percent and then right. he comes fifty percent and y'all make a hundred. You come a hundred, he comes a hundred, and then you have abundance. Two complete beings. Yes. Exactly. Yes. To make a new yeah. whole. And, yes. And the problem, yes. And the problem yes. is, yes. I know you've heard of this term, um, poverty consciousness. Uh-huh. You you act out of desperation for a lot of things, yeah. or you you don't think you have enough. A lot of people go into relationships with that same mentality around love, not. Not money, but love. They do the same thing yeah. in their relationships. So they, they go into the relationship thinking somebody's going to complete them when the reality is they have to consistently be doing the work to complete themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's an ongoing journey. I don't think we're, we're in, anybody will reach that perfect that perfect spot where, oh, I'm whole, I'm complete. But I think the reality is this. 
you continue to do the work. And if you have a partner that understands, they have to also do their personal work. When things pop up, the baggage pops up, the childhood trauma pops up, mm-hmm. you can actually address it because you're vulnerable enough and you have a safe space within your relationship. Right. A lot of people let their friends be their safe space and their only safe space. And they share stuff with their friends instead of stuff they're supposed to be just, they're supposed to share with their mate. And that's a huge part of the problem why a lot of relationships fail. Well, I think it's really interesting that you guys are so passionate about change in your individual careers. And I can tell that you've come together and been very passionate about sculpting the way you love each other Mm -hmm. and what your your relationship and marriage ultimately is going to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a correlation. Like, you know, when we have to when we think about who we want to be with um, and why we have to think about how we're going to grow as individuals, um, stay in our stay true to our purpose and then stay true to that relationship. Yes. Yep. I agree. Do you. Okay, so this might be a tough one. But do either of you feel like you would have been able to be this happy with someone who maybe wasn't as passionate about changing the community or enacting change in in lives? Could you make it work? I have have to say no on that one because I tried it. You did? Yeah. Yeah, I dated guys who did other things, who were not concerned with your cause. And, you know, I'm a Capricorn. Um, I'm definitely that goat hop in the mountain aspiring to higher heights right. <laughs> all the time I wish you guys could see if she's doing the fingers going the I mean so like that's a, that's a strong visual right. like that's really who I am so be, I've been with folks like with men in the past who have not been able to match up to that even just energy level right and it just it doesn't work for me eventually I just start dragging them along and that, that tends to be very destructive so yeah. for me I would have to say no and I think Greg has enough independence that I can't drag him along He's going to speak up for himself. He's going to say something. And I and, and I have the same. So I think that's what keeps us balanced. We're both very independent, mm-hmm. strong-minded people. Our counselors always say, like, we're both so intelligent. We're so highly intelligent that sometimes we don't get it. Like, <laughs> True. <laughs> we, we're we, analyzing. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. our challenges are a little bit different. And I have to drop a teaser because we met that day. I, I always say I would have married you that day. But we broke up. Like, we started talking. I was living in D.C. Greg was living in Philly. We mm. were long distance. I was coming to see him. He was coming to see me. And then we hit a wall. And I was like, yo, do you want to date me or not? Like, <laughs> She hit me. What, what are we question. doing? What's happening here? For the people listening, she hit me with this question. I had to. What was she the question? She said. Are you ready to date me or what, no? What are we doing here? That's how it started. Okay. Then the next question was, what are we doing? Are we dating? When she said, so what are we doing? Oh my! Oh, Greg's face. He went, he went that, ghost man. white. Oh, he man. went ghost white in the dark. You can see me glow. Yo, and he had no answer. <laughs> so for me, after being I so froze. open and vulnerable and like feeling all these connections, you were like, eh, "You failed." Yes. Yep. That so, was the so test. I cut him off quickly. I cut him off. I cut him off. Again, being very clear was, on what I you wanted. It was too much. You know what it's like to be emotionally vulnerable, trauma. to be like have fallen for somebody. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then they, they're not ready to answer that. Yes. Very. And it's you're like a simple question too, Greg. Oh, I yeah. know he not to be like, not <laughs> no, no, to like no, two on one okay. you here, you know. I mean, I know you're already outnumbered, but that's a very, at least from a woman's heart to a man, yeah. that's a very simple question. Yep. For and us. he hesitated, and then he didn't have the right answer, so that was two strikes. And I was so, like, what would have been the right answer? What did you want to hear in that? She moment? wanted to hear yes. <laughs> I did. I wanted what to specifically, hear yes. Like you wanted to hear like you. I mean, you. It's you and me forever. I wanted to forward. hear confirmation. Uh huh. When I asked him, are you ready to date me? Yes. I wanted to hear, yes, I'm ready to date you. You know, I really like you, you know, or I've fallen in love with you, some some version of that. 
And, you know, I want to see where we can go with this. Let's take it to the next level. And what is it that you weren't ready to say, Greg? Man, I had. Because obviously you guys I just froze. I I really choked. You know, it's Mm -hmm. a layup at the the two seconds left in the game. And I didn't even get it over the (laughs) rim, bro. It was bad. (laughs) Because you were looking at a strong black woman who was very clear. Correct me if I'm wrong, Helena. Very clear on exactly where she wanted to be, where she felt she was. people listening to this. And where she was going. And you were ready. You were ready to play. Be like, no, he wasn't ready. And you know how many men just got cut off after listening to this? <laughs> like a hundred men in the New York tri-state area globally. Yes, just got hit. <laughs> they just don't even know what happened. I just tell your brothers. Two weeks later, you gonna feel it though. Oh, it was it was tough. I think for me, I had to like step into what was the pattern I kept developing because I had I've done that before um, and it's it's almost like you're laying away the relationship and you're seven months in with a person and you have no understanding no definition of what you're doing so therefore there's no clarity there's no vision of moving long term and that's what I didn't understand from a woman's perspective which was so detrimental to the relationship that they were developing with me mm-hmm. so I was taking that same pattern into this relationship with her and try I was scared I literally was scared I I mean I was I was I was afraid because I've had my heart broken mm-hmm. I've I'm, I was the guy in college who had his heart broken and didn't go wild out I stayed to myself mm-hmm. and I we talking about it was 15 20 months of abstinence just in college alone because I knew if I would take that wreckage to another person wreckage. I would I would hurt mm-hmm. them isn't it and heavy? I, and Hashtag I, yeah, wreckage. 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 Yes. Like wreckage. straight up. Yeah. Everybody has a little wreckage. Yes. Because yep. sometimes we hit walls. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And, you know, we got to rebuild and repair. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, like, what happened was I just, I continuously did this work. I mean, I went into this whole, I, I fasted. Mm-hmm. I am not playing. I fasted. I, I, I got deeper into prayer. Mm-hmm. I got deeper into. I was exercising every morning. Um, I also think you didn't believe me. Like he didn't believe me when I said part we're me. done. Right? Because you he, meant he it. kept calling. He was sending me emails when yeah, he had never was, sent me to email yeah. addresses. He had never sent emails I was real to. He was texting. Like, do I call now? It got really <laughs> is tense. It morning is Do I text? You know, and and this is the stuff ladies don't get to hear a lot. But like. When when a man is kind of like really really serious about someone, they really really care. It's a lot of thoughts that are going on in our head when you you cut us off. Right. And I mean, I was like, Dad, I just reached out five days ago. She didn't even see that text. I know she saw that text. <laughs> Maybe it's Mercury retrograde and she didn't get the text. Maybe the, the myself company failed me. Exactly. I'm just like losing it a little so bit. What ha- so what? How did you? Why did? Oh my you gosh, this is like such uh, a long story. I feel like Ooh, we have to go okay. I know. Two. Okay, we have time. time. We have to do a part two. Okay, but I, but I have to know what did he have to do. <laughs> to get back on it like yeah. well, how did he re-earn your love so like the people want to know because you you cut him off Woo. it ended you said you broke up razor blades was it like what did he have to do to prove his love because what i really love about you helana and your story greg and helana is that you are you were clear on what you wanted and i want all women yeah. to be you know clear on what yeah. we want what we deserve mm-hmm. and what we'll tolerate so i just want to know people want to know greg what you have to do to win her heart over again it was no games <laughs> time um, it took time it, i remember it the took time. day she popped up and called me and i was in whole foods remember i remember this day like nothing and i remember it was about may 14th oh, the and date and i remember dates it was a, a gap between like april 4th and may 14th like straight up and she calls me and i'm like hello <laughs> now <laughs> 
I try to be doing a happy dance. I try to be smooth. I was about to cry at that point. I had I had embodied I had embodied so much emotion and frustration. And she didn't know that same day, thanks to a friend, I said, I said, yo, how do I get her back? You're a Capricorn. You understand it. What do I need to do? She said, write her letters. Oh, kick it old school. Write her letters. And I was like, Put you, the smartphones I down. was like, you serious? She said, From the trust heart. me, write her letters. And if she don't come, she don't come. But at least you tried. Write her letters. It's an act of faith, I know. Did you handwrite her letters? I yes, hand- he did. Six, seven page Slow clap. letters. And Fr- I- six, seven page front to back letters. Slow unlike, clap. Unlike the cloud paper at, at Marshall's. I and like. <laughs> Wait. I made it an arts and crafts at Joanne's project. fabric. Like he went, no, he bought like those puffy stickers that you can <laughs> that you could like the textured I'm stickers with the sparkles. <laughs> Wait, did you spray a little like? Did you spray some on smell there. goods on there? Did you spray smell goods? Did, yeah, it was all. She oh like sandalwood oils. So he put, he put all of that. Oh, he put all he his put heart all, and fire. So okay, so long story short, I was writing in Arabic because she knows how to speak Arabic. Yeah, he yeah he was he was going for the heartstrings. He learned how to say. I was like, I gotta let her know that I understand her. Yeah, So And it wasn't no game. I was he like, would he would write Ohabek on the bottom. I love you in Arabic. Okay, so I can understand why letter. why you guys are so, here today. This is yeah, you put in yeah, the work. Yeah, yeah. and and, and what, it took time. To be the, honest, that, it took time. That phone call, that phone call alone was about five hours. We didn't get off the phone, and I don't. I just kept trying to stretch it. I was like, I hadn't talked to you in a month plus. Uh uh-uh. uh. You're like, I'm going, not hanging. It had been longer than a month. Going. I said a month plus. <laughs> like it was like three going. months that we nah, didn't speak. Nah, babe. Nah, nah. It wasn't that long. He I counted the days. Come on, <laughs> I left. I'm okay, you. it wasn't that long. You exaggerate. That's not, that's how. Here's the thing I do want to say. Women don't get to hear what men go through when we cut them off, but I think what men don't get to hear when women cut them off is how much that the women suffered too. Mm, Just yeah. as hard as it was for him to try to figure out how to get me back, I had to stay strong. And 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 yes. and go cold turkey because I wanted him to know I was serious and you wanted to be and there. I was suffering right. like he of thought this was are. like easy for me like when we finally ended up talking afterwards about everything he was like oh yeah and I was like you have no idea what I went through just she, to hold this up because she, this was important to me like she snuck to one of my poetry shows and I had no clue she was in the crowd like it was like I just had to see him days later. Man, there's so many stories to say about. <laughs> I, I didn't know that till after it came. But now, mind you, I'm writing letters for weeks. We talking about for weeks, and I'm not responding. I'm reading them all, but I'm not responding. Now I'm just like, so like maybe like the sixth letter letter because I would write them every. I was I would write them over the weekend, and I would send them on a Monday. And I would just pray over them. And it would and be like, oh, I'm sitting in class right now Me teaching too. these kids at such and such school. I'll just be Aww. honest. It's 4, 11 p.m. And I'm thinking, thinking about, about you. you. My day was blah, 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 blah. And I would, so what and else I, happened? Hold on, wait. What else happened is I was traveling for work a bunch. So I didn't get the letters until they had all stacked up. So I had so a roommate. you got to really read through all of them. I had a roommate who was like, yo, you got all these letters. And I was like, what letters? And it was like, boom, Greg. And I was like, what? Like, and I read them all. Letter. Over and over for the whole weekend, and I just cried all weekend. I had no clue. Now, mind you, I'm okay. still writing letters. She's not responding. <laughs> this is we we went in deep, y'all. Yeah, we, we gotta, did. Let's pull out. Let's to pull be out. continued. Yes, to, be, to be continued. But what I will say is, There's I invited hope. you guys on the show because your love story inspires me. Um, and now we're Aww. at the the end of the show. The, my favorite part I call Thank it love you. notes, where everybody needs to just get out their note section in their phone or whatever you know your recorder, whatever you need to do, and listen up. Mm-hmm. My note for this, my my love note after this conversation is simple. Be clear 
on who you are, what you want, what you deserve, what you need. Yes. Don't be afraid to conjure up that man or that woman. Don't be afraid to say, you know what? I want exactly all of these things. My heart needs exactly all of these things. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to wait for it because obviously you will recognize it when Mm. you see it and it will come to you. And I think you really have to have faith in your standards. You know, and faith yeah. in your heart um, and stay true to that. And also note that even two completely beautifully connected, spiritually connected individuals still have to work at it. Yes. Relationships mm-hmm. at work always, all the time, mm-hmm. all day. Mm-hmm. But that's normal. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Thank it was a so treat. Thank you. This is so much fun. I love your love. <laughs> I have a love crush on you. And can you come back? Uh, yes. You have to come yes. back. Yes. Because we're not Let's done do here. Because yeah. I really just wanted, we had to get into these letters, guys. Yeah. And Helena, I think you need to like bring like one. I like, will. I'll bring we need them. to get in the mind of a man. Greg. I'll, I'll bring We them. need to understand what them. you guys are thinking. Thank you, Helena. We need, we and, need uh, it. And I'm, I'm big we need on, to know. I'm big on redefining, reimagining masculinity. And one of those things is like, Vulnerability is key. Yeah. And I, and I just said, I'm going to lay my heart out there, everything I was thinking. And yeah, yeah. bring a this letter. This is great. Thank you guys <laughs> yeah. so much. Thank I adore you. you. I appreciate it. Yes, Thank team you. love. <laughs> it's possible. Bye. It's possible. Bye. There's hope. Thanks to our guests, the Carmichael Show's Tiffany Haddish and Amber Stevens-West and Woke Bay's Greg and Helana. If you enjoyed these conversations, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Yes, yes Girl. Girl. You can find these on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Thanks to the folks at Digital Media for their production work. We got a new one in the house. Hey, Lou. Hey, Lou. Hey, Lou. And thanks, of course, to our sponsors. Blue Apron and Adam and Eve. We'll see you next week. Hold up. Before we see you next week, we love reading your tweets and seeing your your feedback on social media and in the reviews. Please use hashtag YesGirl. And Corey, tell them where to find you. I'm at Corey Murray. I'm at Yoli Zama, Y-O-L-I-Z-A-M-A. And I am at Man, Wife, Dog, because that's my, my family of three. And we thank you for listening. Okay. Bye.